All right, guys, it is Sunday morning, Thanksgiving week. Turkey's been in our stomachs, mm. but we live. It is 10 a.m. It's real talk. I'm Jeff. Brad is here. Brad, how are you? I'm um, well. Good morning, Christian, Kyle, Tony, Jeff. Anyone else I'm missing? It's good to have you guys in this morning. Crazy week in football, eh? Stuff blowing up everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. This has been, this has definitely been like the weirdest week yet. And, uh, I mean, as of right now, uh, teams scoring 41 points are undefeated. Because <laughs> both, yeah, Thanksgiving... I hope so. <laughs> Thanks, both Thanksgiving W's were uh, scored with 41 points. Tim, good morning, um, dude. I uh, I don't even know what to make of this season anymore. We were obviously just talking fantasy before we got on the air, and uh, you know, fantasy's weird this year. People able to start. Um, wow, this is Sunday morning. I'm already having a brain fart. Taysom Hill. People were able to start Taysom Hill in the ESPN leagues last week. And this week, they're able to start uh, the wide receiver that's going to be starting quarterback for the Broncos and Yahoo leagues. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get right into it, though. Um, it's Sunday morning. We got some games to cover. That's all we can ask for, right? Yes, sir. Uh, the 6-4 and four Dolphins are at the 0-10 Jets. Let's not make this any more, anything more than it is. I don't care who's starting at quarterback for the Dolphins. Dolphins taking the dub here. Yeah, I've also, just for fantasy purposes, I don't know how deep your guys' leagues are, but I believe Tua was downgraded to doubtful was, over yeah. the week. I, I think they're just going to go with Fitzpatrick here against the Jets. But either way, Jets are the worst. I mean, even out of the 0-16 teams I've seen in the past with the Lions and Jets, or Lions and Browns, excuse me, yeah. I think this might be the worst team. They still have a chance to win, granted, but I don't think they have a win on their schedule, and I don't think they steal one here from Miami either. Um, go Jets. I know Jeff. Uh, you, Jeff, a little inside story for you guys who don't know. Jeff lost his survival pick him last week going with the Finns, so uh, he's hoping that everyone else who picks the Finns this week eats it. So a little resentment there, but <laughs> Dolphins are going to take this dub. Yeah, Dolphins are going to take it rather easily, honestly. And shame on you, Jeff, because I told you you could take the Dolphins next week. So <laughs> shame on you. Uh, I don't have too much to add here. You already noted that Tua is doubtful. So be prepared for that, folks. Um, the Giant, the Jets don't have a win, but I don't see them getting one here. I see them moving to 0-11. I don't have anything else. We'll move on. Morning, Anatoly. Thanks for hopping in. <sighs> The six and four cards are at the four and six Patriots. Patriots dropped one of the Texans last week. Uh, Cardinals lost one early last week to the Seahawks. Um, I think this is a closer game than people think, but I think the Cardinals take the W here. The only thing that uh, might be just too much is like the first time visit for Kyler Murray against Bill Belichick. That might be a little much to keep the score close. And Patriots defense has been, been really good against better teams and bad against bad teams. So, I do expect them to keep it close, but I think I think the cards will be too much. Um, I know I've loved the Cardinals this season, but this is actually one of the few times I think the Patriots offer a unique challenge to the Cardinals. Um, I think their ability to have a guy like Stephon Gilmore to be able to not have to double or even triple DeAndre Hopkins at times. And I think the Patriots are in for a big rushing day. I think this is a day where Cam can have a lot of rushing yards, and so can Harris, that that running back. Sony Michelle's now two weeks on the active. I think they'll all get kind of their chances. Um, I think the Patriots could really play keep away here, and um, you know, I think the Patriots also win the turnover battle in this game. I think if a team forces more turnovers, it's going to be the Patriots. And I think this is a sneaky one with the Cardinals, Rams, and Seahawks all fighting very closely for that division and then possibly even playoffs after that. I think this could be a game possibly where the Cardinals slip up. I, I, if, if you're asking me if who I'm picking to win, I got to say Cardinals because they're a better team. But I, I, might, God, I might pick the Patriots. This is a really close game, I think. Yeah, you're not, uh, you're not too far off as far as – your assessment there. I I, I want to say that I do, but 
the cards are better. They haven't been able to stop any running quarterback or scrambling quarterback. Lamar Jackson, I mean, you can make the argument that it was in the rain. It was just a weird setting. And um, Deshaun Watson had his day last week. I mean, he looked like the, he looked like the best player in the league. I mean, just literally looked great. Um, it's not quite going to be Foxborough weather today. Uh, it's expected to be like 44 degrees. I mean, it's colder than obviously Arizona, and that might be a, a factor for for Kyler. I don't think we've seen him in too many outdoor games in his career so far that have been cold. I mean, no. I can't every time I see a Kyler Murray highlight or a game recap, it just seems like great football weather, and they're all just yeah. running around. Yeah, and that's what he's always experienced. So I do think that this will be a first, like, ooh, it's a little chilly out here. But ultimately, I don't think that's going to be enough to really uh, stop the cards. I think they're – I got them close. Low scoring, 24-21, somewhere in there. You know, I, we we talked about this a couple pods ago off the air that, like, you ever get on these live shows and talk yourselves into a pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think my final answer. I'm I'm gonna stick with it. I I think the Patriots can win this game. I, I like can. a no, they can I, win. I agree. I like a twenty to seventeen Patriots by three. I agree with Jeff. I I think the Patriots defend home turf. They're not completely done, and the Cardinals. I I think they're they were ahead of schedule earlier, but I I still think they're going to to be third in this division now behind the Seahawks and Rams. Um. I don't really like their front seven. I think the Patriots have a big rushing day. I, don't, I think they have a huge problem stopping Cam. And um, I think I think 20 to 2017 or 24 20. I like the Patriots. That's going to be my pick. I heard something. Uh, and I, I wish I could credit the analysis that, that gave it, but uh, I think it's dead on. When Pat Mahomes started his first year, obviously he was benched for a full year, right? Uh, behind Alex Smith. Yeah. When he came in that first year and made that jump to being an elite quarterback, his team was ready for it. They had pieces. Okay. Kyler Murray, he's making that jump. You can see it. He's a, he's a better quarterback already this year than he was last year. His team's not ready for it. Lamar Jackson, when he was able to come in and kind of just be like an assertive running quarterback, he's going to get the ball out. But, I mean, it might take some time. His team was ready for it. They had an offensive line. They had a defense. They had a running game. Even go back as far as Brady when he came in for Bledsoe or Big yeah. Ben. For yeah. Maddox, the team was already ready for their young quarterback. Absolutely. Kyle, Kyler is, Kyler Murray is still in that conversation for making that jump. I mean, let's let's be honest. He's looked great this year. He's looked, he's looked fantastic. His numbers are Madden-esque. Outside of the Lions game, he's been unstoppable. Outside of the Lions game. Jen, good morning. But – there just hasn't been you could you could tell that the team has issues and it's not it's not even coaching the coaching's getting there it's getting there but are they ready to make that next jump probably not they might get out coached today and as you alluded to you're taking the patriots i losing chandler jones hurts this team i think yeah part of me is taking Part of me is taking the cardinals so that the patriots win kind of like some reverse psychology you know what i mean i feel <laughs> But uh, no, I would. I mean, New England has a chance. I'll, I'll watch the game. I mean, I wouldn't not. But um, I'm give this one, I'm I'm going to give this one to Bill Belichick and and that offense. I I think they can get it done. I, I like the Patriots. I'm giving it to the scrambling ability of Murray to do just enough. Twenty four twenty, twenty four twenty one, whatever, somewhere in there. I okay, yeah. Moving on. I think this is a fantastic four win game. Absolutely fantastic. I would I would tune into this if I uh if I wasn't watching my game. But it's the four and seven Panthers at the four and six Vikings. Typically you'd be like, ah, it's a throwaway game. And it is. Neither of these teams are really going for anything at this point. But uh I like the Panthers here. They get Bridgewater back, and that seems to have been enough for them. They haven't needed uh Christian McCaffrey this season. They've been able to do enough with with Mike Davis. I like them to get the W here, and I, I like them in fantasy leagues, by the way. The Minnesota Vikings have struggled with pass defenses, and it seems like Curtis Samuel's getting points. Robbie Anderson has time of getting points. DJ Moore's been a dog in these last couple weeks. Start a Carolina Panther today, especially maybe in a DraftKings league. Uh, I, like, I just like the Panthers. I've been on the Panthers all year. They're not doing enough, but they're there. They're in every game. I kind I kind of like this Vikings offense. Obviously, it all starts with Delvin Cook. Yeah. Um, but I think Kirk Cousins is doing enough. Justin Jefferson. It was like week four. We were like, ah, 
maybe he was just an LSU product and then he heard us. He was listening. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. guys don't know Justin Jefferson, he listens to the pod. Absolutely. Um, but he kicked off and he's been amazing opposite of Adam Thielen. Now, um, is Adam Thielen playing? I know he was on the COVID reports all week. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. I wish is, I knew. If they don't have Adam Thielen, I don't think Dalvin Cook can straight up win this game. And uh, your guy, P.J. Walker, uh, played really well in his first start. So whether it's him or Bridgewater, um, I, I do. I, li- I like Matt Rule. I think he wins this game. And I think it puts um, I think it puts the Vikings out of reach of the playoffs officially after they, they drop a home game to the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Um, but as Jeff alluded to, in terms of fantasy, the Vikings corners may be the worst in the league. They have to. They, I don't know if they've given up the most, but it seems like every time somebody plays the Vikings, their wide receivers are having big days. Um, yeah, I wish the Panthers were better than four and seven, so it was I was more confident. But this team is better than four and seven. They've had some unfortunate breaks, and I believe next year they're gonna they're gonna compete for the title of the NFC South. I really think so. Um, you couple the, that with the fact that Drew Brees might be officially gone after this year especially with the injuries and the age. I think this is Drew yeah. Brees' last year. Um, and he, I, little thing, I heard he's in line to be on the Monday night crew after he retires. I think he's got some stuff lined up already to go right into the booth, kind of like Tony Romo did. Yeah. So I think this Drew Brees last year. I think the Panthers could really become a team we have to watch for the next eight to ten years over the pod. Um, and i like them to beat the Vikings today. Yeah. Jamie, good morning. Thanks for joining there was somebody else that joined, maybe. Oh, there's Jamie and then Jamie. Oh, yeah. So, so L- Lado, thanks for joining. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Scheffler usually has his reports of who's out by now, um, but they're not out. So, unfortunately, I can't I, give you those. Um, but I Jeff, Jeff Helper, I out. think, went and looked, and he's out. Um, okay. I, I don't think they've been able to take him off or have a negative test since Thursday, which would put him out for this game. So, no Thielen. He's I don't leading think the league in a, touchdowns. Adam yeah. Thielen. League in the league and interceiving touchdowns, so it's big. Last, last week, everyone wanted to talk about that really sweet C.D. Lamb catch in the end zone for a touchdown. Oh, Adam Thielen's touchdown, play. that catch, I think, was better that game than C.D. Lamb's. That one-hander in the back of the yes. end zone. So, yes. Um, but, yeah, Justin Jefferson, I, Matt Rule's done a phenomenal job. He He's four and seven, and no one's even questioning his job or, no. or what he's doing down there. He's been doing great. Um, they're in every like game. Yep. I like them to go up to that dome and, and beat Minnesota. I think their wide receivers have a big day as well. Vikings corners are pedestrian. Yeah, I like the Panthers. Moving on here, the 7-3 and three Browns. Listen here, Browns fans. You guys are moving to eight wins this week. Um, but it gets much tougher after this. As You know, we've talked on the uh, on the live show. Not the live show, but the uh, the – the rankings episode, we we broke down a little bit of the, the Browns' upcoming games. They're in for some tough ones. They still have the Steelers again, the Ravens again. I believe they have the Eagles. They play the Eagles soon? They already played the Eagles. Um, the Titans. They play the Titans, too. But Those they also, right there, I mean. I believe they also still play both New York teams. So they, they've okay. got some big ones and some little ones, but that their in-division games are really going to matter because right now they're 2-2 two and two in division, but they beat the Bengals twice. And they got crushed both times they played the Ravens or Steelers. So I think the Browns are a playoff team, but we'll see. Like, um, you know, Ravens are fighting for their playoff life now, too. It's getting kind of crazy in that division. But I don't want to just say the Browns are going to run away, sticking to just this game. Um, Sometimes it's really scary when you're playing a team that has nothing to lose. They pull out all the stops. Um, The Steelers this year have seen plenty of fake fake punts and fake kick attempts and going for it on fourth downs. And, you know, we've, we've alluded to many times the statistics on when they let Baker pass too much. Yeah. I know Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb have been phenomenal, but if you think back the past three weeks, the Browns have played in just some bad weather where they're almost forced to run. Yeah, that's true. Go down to Jacksonville, get caught in a little nice weather trap, start tossing the rock around and find themselves in a three point game in the fourth quarter. Um, they should be able to knock this team off on paper, but the Jags at home, nothing to lose. Browns, Baker's inconsistency a little bit. Um, just based off records, you would take the Browns. But if you look a little deeper, 
the Jags could pull off some stuff. You know, they've got an open quarterback competition. Mike Glennon gets the start today. We'll see what can happen, but this offense is capable with their two wide receivers. Uh, I think they get LaVisca Chenault back this week, so they have the best rookie running back right now, and uh, what's his name, James Robinson? Is that yeah. his name? Yeah. So I think this Jaguars team, although they have virtually no defense, this offense can force some problems, and if Baker doesn't play a good game or if they stray away from the run game, I think this could turn into a little bit more of a problem for the Browns. Evan, good morning. We're talking about your Browns here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, de- I definitely think this could be a trap game. But at the same token, Eddie, good morning. I think the Browns understand that there are six games left. Three of them are very winnable. Three of them are are tough but winnable. Okay, I maybe I maybe disagree. I, I picked them to lose in all three of those games. I think well, they're I. I think the Browns have beat the Colts. That's a really good win. Yeah. Uh, they uh, Their three losses, they lost to the Raiders in the worst weather game that they played. That whole game was ugly. I think a yeah. lot of people hit John Gruden, but a, a loss is a loss. They have a yeah. close loss to a good Raiders team. And then they've gotten blown out by the Steelers and Ravens. Outside the Steelers and Ravens, they've competed in every game and won seven of the eight. So I, I understand, I, but I'm, I'm looking at you, you, you played very poorly against the Steelers. Nothing tells me that you're going to be able to close that gap. The Ravens is right now. They have a shot. They do have a shot because a they beat the Ravens last year. B the Ravens are the most decimated team in the league. I don't think that's even arguable right now. What's that? I say no. They have just COVID and stuff. I mean, right now they might not even start their quarterback, their defensive linemen, their running backs. I mean, they're a train wreck right now. But then you have the Titans who are literally playing for their playoff lives. They got. They got the Colts. They're you know they're punching back and forth, and at when they do play, these teams are going to have similar records. I don't. I would like the Titans in that game. I don't know. I I like the Browns to take their business. They see what's in front of them. They need this dub. I'm taking them, and I I wouldn't be shocked if it's big. I mean, real big. This might okay. be the biggest point differential of any teams this week because they know they need this, and what they do well isn't what the Jags do well. Yep, I'm I'm just going to come in with some final thoughts. I might repeat some of the things that I said, but Evan, I know you just joined and you're a Browns fan, so I want to run through it with you what I said. Tony, I agree with you. They are still the Browns, so I think everyone's cautiously waiting for them to become the Browns and, and drop it at the end of the season. I agree. But this is a different team under Stefanski. I think they've found their head coach. Evan, what I alluded to at the beginning is I do believe that they should control this game with the run game. Totally agree. But I feel that they've had three bad weather games in a row. They go down to Jacksonville. It's going to be a nice day. Do they just want to start letting the ball fly around? And when they do that, Baker's prone to lose some games for them in the past. No Miles Garrett means their quarterback is going to have a little bit more time than normal. And this offense can be can be good at times. And when you face a team that's 1-9, they pull out all the stops, your fake punch, you're going for it on fourth downs, you're this and you're that. I have the Browns winning this game. I'm just saying, don't be shocked if it's a one-possession game in the fourth quarter and Browns fans are on the edge of their seat because most people want them to come in and run all over the Jags and, you know, yeah. drunk in the fourth quarter, having a good time. I just think the Jags could pose a little bit more of a threat just based off taking kind of everything into consideration. Yeah, I'm with you there. It's going to be 73 at kickoff today, so it's going to be really nice in Jacksonville. And it, it, it does set up for, oh, we completed that 20-yard play-action pass. And oh, we might... just completed a nice 10-out out route, and now all of a sudden we're throwing it, and we've gotten rid of, we've completely gone away from the run. We're one-dimensional. And then all of a sudden Jacksonville takes a pick-six to the house because Baker does that. They really haven't had a chance to explore what their passing game's truly like without Odell. Yeah. Yeah, I know so you're I'm, right. You're right. My... Jaguars, we can use this opportunity. Well, I have the Browns winning, but I think this is a potential trap game for a 7-3 and three Browns team that right now has pole position to make the playoffs. Their destiny is in their own hands, clearly. Yeah. They could, so, I just, watch out. That's all I'm saying. Just be careful. Browns yeah. should win this game, though. So, I'm, I'm 99% sure we differ on this game based mm-hmm. off of Tuesday's pod, but I'm excited for this one. Seven and three Titans at seven and three Colts. I'm definitely going to put a poll up for this game uh, after the pod. 
uh, if I remember. I usually try to remember, but I think this is a big game. It's probably the biggest game of the day as far as playoff, immediate playoff implications. Uh, the winner of this game goes to number one in the division. Um, it's Titans at Colts. Who are you taking? You know I'm taking the Colts. Yeah. Um, you're a Titans man. I'm a Colts man. They're both 7-3. Yeah. Um, we alluded to a couple weeks ago they play each other. Then they each play difficult teams. They play the Packers and Ravens, and then they'll play each other again. Yeah. They both won last week. They both proved that these two teams are not only just competing for an AFC South, both these teams are going to be a problem in the playoffs. They both feature good running games. They both have, um, you know, I think the Colts defense is better than the Titans, but I think the Titans have a better pass game. Everyone wants to talk about Derrick Henry leading the charge there. But when you look at what A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and Jonu Smith at tight end have been able to do, and say what you want about Tannehill, when guys are open, he hits them. And Tannehill's yeah. been able to play well. We know what they present at their coaching with Mike Vrabel. Um, they're never going to slip up on the on you know the, the minute details. You're going to have to beat this team on the football field. Um, I like the, the Colts to sweep the Titans here. They went to the Titans. They won the game. They, 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 they're now at home. They're in the dome. We'll, we'll see what happens. A big key, though, is DeForest Buckner will not play in this game. That's that's tough. And although Derrick Henry didn't wow people against the Colts, he still had, I think, 113 yards when they played, which yeah. it's a, it was a quiet 113 for Derrick Henry. I don't think he had a touchdown. But absolutely, if your team does not play at 1 o'clock, it will be impossible not to tune into this one. If you can have multiple screens on your TV, this will be the biggest one. I, absolutely. It's, it's a massive matchup, and um, especially for AFC playoffs, because you know the winner of this game has now a two-game lead. But again, it could be devastating for the Colts, because if they split with the Titans, they slipped to the Jaguars earlier in the year, week one. So overall divisional record, they're gonna have to beat the Titans. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I differ, obviously. Uh, you know what? What DeForest Buckner and that Colts defense was able to do in the first matchup, I think has a lot of people like, wow, this seems night and day better. As as Tony alluded to, special teams played a big part. Um, Ryan Tannehill hasn't really had too many bad games. He did that day. He didn't play well in that game. Um, I like them. I like them to get the dub here in in Colts territory. I like them to run it right down their throats. I I, just, I don't have too much more. I mean, this is they're they're relatively healthy. The receivers are going to be out there. Um, you know, uh, Corey Davis has been playing with a heavy heart lately. I mean, they've been. What they did to the Ravens the other day, just literally pounding it down their throats for the W. Anthony, good morning. Thanks for joining. Um, I, I think for, for the most part, everybody's with me here. I think they're, they're taking Titans. I, I'm interested to see who's taking the Colts. I, I will put that poll up. Uh, it's a big uh, game. It's a huge game. Alluding to, to you guys in the chat box, special teams absolutely killed the Titans. Well, that's a third of the game. There's special teams, offense, and defense, and they clearly and won that matchup. And, and in a close battle – those are the type of things you have to win to win these games. And, Jeff, you're saying the Titans look better after their last matchup. The Colts just went in and beat the Packers. I, I know. I, I know. The Colts look great. I'm not downing the Colts. I didn't say it was going to be a blowout. I just I think the no, Titans really take care of business today. I'm, just, I'm looking to. at Halbert. I, I see that he says Titans win and they look better than last matchup. I think the Colts look just as I, – I mean, these are two even teams, and special teams is something that can d decide it. And – I, 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 the Titans could win. These are two seven and three teams. We're, we're yeah. both there. We both think these teams are going to be in the playoffs, and this is a yeah. fun game. I, even if they fix what they've done in the special teams, I, I don't know. I, you guys got the Titans. It's two close games. The teams are a little bit better at different things here and there. I just think the Colts, the Colts are a better football team. I'm going to take the better defense in this game. I'm going, to, I'm going to take the Colts. Now, without DeForest Buckner, we could see Derrick Henry just, you know, that, that line could be a little different. Yeah. But I like the Colts at home to take care of business. Okay. I guess the one thing that I struggle with the Colts is, like, how do they win games? They don't have any weapons. Kevin Wright. Is that his name, the, the head coach? Yeah. No, it's he, not Kevin Wright. It's, it's Mark? Something. No. Uh, it doesn't. 
Frank. Frank Reich. Frank Reich. That's it. My Kevin. <laughs> Frank Reich. What he did, like, everyone is still on the Carson Wentz, you yeah. know, and, and Eagles fans are starting to drop off. Was that all because of Frank Reich? Yeah. I mean, what he was able to do with the Eagles, he yeah. leaves, goes to the Colts, and he's been lights out. He fixes the offensive line. I mean, he can't help that Andrew Luck retired on him, but could you imagine this team with Andrew Luck? Yeah. He's built a phenomenal roster, and he's a he's a he's easily a top ten head coach in the league. But he's got his hat in the ring for a top five or top three. I mean, there's plenty of coaches who would completely botch this situation with this Colts team, and he's done a phenomenal job. Um, these are two teams that have two up and coming coaches. They've got you know two quarterbacks that wear number seventeen, which is weird. They've got running games. They're able to pass the ball. They've got solid defensive play, and that's why they're close games, and that's why these teams are seven and three. And we're gonna yeah, see. I mean, it's gonna be fun. For people that don't know, the Colts are top four in salary cap coming going into twenty twenty one. So, I would venture to assume that a lot of that cap space will be spent on some sort of offensive threats to add to this because that's all they're missing. They just T Y Hilton is. I mean, he's a, a shadow of what he used to be in 2015 and 2016. I mean, he's just not there anymore. Michael um, was hurt most of the early of the year. He's but, not yeah, quite yet. Yeah, and they drafted Pittman. He's been all right when he's when he's in there. But uh, just look for this team in the future, man. They're just loaded. But anyways, moving right along. The 3-7 and seven Giants at the 2-7-1 and one Bengals without Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow goes down with a gruesome injury last week. Raymond, good morning. I don't know if you've ever joined the pod before. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for joining. Um, I like the Giants here. No Burrow. Giants need a playoff, or this is this is a playoff game for them. I mean, they need this win. Um, and they're they're talented enough, and they're coached enough as far as against the Bengals that they can get this W. I would have taken the Giants even if the Burrow if Burrow was playing. Interesting. Um, I think the Giants' defense has played really well. Their record reflects Daniel Jones' turnovers. Yeah. And Daniel Jones has been cutting down his turnovers the last few weeks, and they look like a good team, a close loss to the Buccaneers, and then a win. Um, I just – the Bengals are so far away that I truly think that Burrow, his recovery time for his knee was listed at 10 to 12 months. Yeah. Which means next Thanksgiving. There's a possibility we don't see Joe Burrow until two seasons from now. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That we don't see him until the 2022 season. Now, Colin Coward pointed out that if the Bengals have a top three pick, the Jags and Jets are in front of them, both taking quarterbacks. They're going to take the best tackle available in the draft, and then potentially with their next pick, they could get a guard. That Wyatt guy, I believe his name is, from Ohio State. They could potentially get two really high draft prospects at offensive line commit to whoever their backup's going to be in the future and let Joe Burrow come back two years from now. Yeah. I, I just not commit long-term. I'm just saying that you Burrow is done for a while. He's, yeah, I don't know. I, I agree with you here. And I like the giants to be just sticking to this game. Yeah. I think the giants have too much. And it's weird to say, I think they have too much offense for the Bengals defense. Bengals defense has been bad all year. Uh, that Wayne Gallman, I believe his name is, has come in and played fantastic the last few yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've got a good receiving core, Evan Ingram. It's the Bengals. You assume they will make smart decisions. They drafted Joe Burrow. That they drafted out. Higgins. That's working out. They've yeah. cut some dead weight. They got rid of. Um, I would actually the- argue. I would actually argue <laughs> over the last ten years, the Bengals have drafted very good pieces. They've just been in a division with the Ravens and Steelers. And Browns. So I mean, the Browns have even been better than them. Right. So it's – Yeah. I think As the, the Bengals were on their way. They just – they didn't have an offensive line, and they threw the ball 50 times a game. Um, there's, there's a couple things I want to note here. So Jeff's, Jeff's predicting that. that the Cincinnati might not score. Jen's asking if the Giants are a safe survival pick this week. I don't, love them, that, I don't love them that much. I think they are, Jen. Okay. I've got a guy in my league taking the Giants. I know I'm not, but I'm taking the Saints over the Broncos. I still have the Saints left. Be transparent there. 
but Giants are definitely on my radar as a team to pick, and some guys in my league are taking them. And I don't think the Bengals strike fear into any team, not even the Giants. You know, Tony, you're you're over here down in the town down in the Bengals, but you realize that the Bengals have more playoff success than the Raiders over the last ten years. And I mean, I mean, you say a monkey drafts Joe Burrow, but like, there's a team that traded up to the two spot to take Trubisky over Watson and Mahomes. I mean, Daniel Jones went sixth overall in the draft. There's teams that make dumb decisions. Sometimes the smart decision is just making the correct one, and they drafted the correct quarterback. I. I just think now you have to get pieces to protect protect him, and uh, they, their head coach has has done well. I just think they've been in a terrible division, so people think that. Let, let oh. me def, let me defend the Bengals here for a second because this is since two thousand and five, they've won the division four times. Okay, now mind you, they're zero and seven in the playoffs since two thousand five, so they haven't won playoff games once they've got there, but they won the division four times. They finished second twice. And they got third once. So this hasn't been an absolute dumpster fire of an organization. I will defend them at least a tad bit. At least a tad bit. Okay. But overall, I mean, they're, they're moving in the right direction. They, they drafted Joe Burrow. And they can only go up from here. I mean, they were literally, what, what did they win last year? One game? Two games? I mean, they were bad. I uh, they were maybe. Oh, they, actually, they were 6-10. and 10. They No, I'm sorry. 2-14. Really? Two, two I'm sorry. I thought two they and were 3-13. No, but... sorry. <laughs> yeah, they were two and fourteen. So I mean, they're already better this year, literally already. So they're gonna keep moving up. Uh, they're gonna have a top five pick now that that Burrow's out and he can't give them any chance to win games. David, good morning. Thanks for joining. And I think they will they'll move up from here. But again, I'm taking the Giants. You're taking the Giants. We'll move on. We'll, Jen, we'll move in take the Giants. You know, you can holler at me if I was wrong, but. I think if you are already contemplating them and you're just looking for reassurance, I will say I don't think the Giants are a bad choice at all here for a survival pick. Yeah. Three and seven Chargers at the seven and three Bills. I'll let you start. Um, Justin Herbert with Burrow going down has now locked up offensive rookie of the year um, as long as he doesn't get hurt going forward. Um, they posed some problems. Keenan Allen, what did he have? Like, I think it was like 87 catches last game. But realistically, <laughs> he had like, what, six? I think he had 16 catches or something some, like that. Some crazy, um, yeah. But Tredavious White will be on him, not the Jets' terrible secondary. Um, although the Chargers can pose some problems, I think the Bills are a little bit too much. Um, they're kind of weak at middle linebacker, the Chargers are, or the middle of their defense. I think Josh Allen has a relatively um, – he has a good day. I think Josh Allen's a great fantasy pick here at home coming off of a bye. Um, I know the Chargers have lost close games, but at the same time, the Bills are just an outright better team, and I don't think they're going to slip up here at home to the Chargers. Yeah. Two Davids joining us. David, good morning. Um, I like the Bills too. They need this W. Um, they need it in the sense of – you you got to keep pace with these good teams. They don't need it to to not lose the division because they got a nice lead. But you you got to beat these teams that you, you got to beat. I mean this is uh this isn't a tough game for them. I mean it's the NFL so every week's tough. But I mean, this is a three win team. You got to beat them. You got to keep moving. Uh, get to that eighth win and and you got to keep chugging because you, you drop this one, then all of a sudden your ninth one looks more tough than than what it that's, should be that's true jared you're absolutely right so maybe my advice is wrong but john brown is on ir and they have done bad when josh when john brown is out and i believe it was uh greg cosell on colin cowherd talked about this and he said it's not necessarily john brown it's that when they go four wide josh allen has been more successful and they tend not to run it when john brown is out so maybe that correlation is there but if this team decides to put a fourth receiver out, Josh Allen is best when he's in the shotgun, the offense is spread, and he can see everything and then run when he needs to. Yeah. So hopefully if they keep that that same offensive play style, they will be fine. But again, you're absolutely right. They've shown that when John Brown's out, they don't use four wide receivers. They kind of go into the shell and play more conservative. So on the fantasy aspect, take Jared's advice. Josh Allen might be a little more risky. Thank you for pointing that out, Jared. In terms of the outcome of the game, I don't think that changes much. I still like the Bills to beat the Chargers here. So do I. Moving right along. 
six and four Raiders are at the three and seven Falcons. I think this is high scoring, but I think the Raiders find a way to beat a team that, in my opinion, they shouldn't beat. I think the Falcons can beat them, but I don't I think, think they the, will. I think the Falcons could win too, but the Raiders should beat this Falcons team. The Raiders are better. Julio Jones is coming in a little beat up. The Raiders' offense should be able to do whatever they want this game. The Raiders yeah, against the, yeah. I see this Raiders against this terrible Falcons defense should have no problem reaching 30. And if you allow a team to beat you while you score over 30, I mean, you just you lose some, I guess. But Todd Gurley's out. Julio Jones is banged up, and he's left plenty of games early this year that he's tried to play. I think the Raiders have consistency on offense where the Falcons have more hiccups without some of their best players being at 100%. I like the the Raiders to win here pretty big. I I do too, but I like the Falcons to drop a lot of points. Is Brian Hill the running back who's replacing Gurley? I don't know who Brian Hill is. I also do not know who Brian Hill is. Um. David, David, your question is in in question to us, so if you can elaborate, we'll continue on that. He is a running back, I'm pretty sure. I think I saw him starting for someone in fantasy this morning, and Todd Gurley's out, so he may be the guy replacing. Yeah, he is. Um, I don't know much about the guy. Obviously, I didn't even know who he was. I don't know much about him personally, but the Raiders do have a relatively weak run defense. Um, I I think he's going to be on the field. He's a starting running back. This team is going to have to try and put up points. Um, I mean, if you don't have any big-name players, you have some people out, you could take a risk on them. But Brian Hill hasn't played much, so I can't give you any history on what he's done in the NFL. But, I mean, he's starting against a Raiders defense who is weak for the most part. I I don't think he's going to be the difference maker in the game, but it might be a solid fantasy play. Yeah, Getting the goal line carries if they get down there. They don't have anyone else. Four and six Niners are at the seven and three Rams. Hold on one second. These are six and four at this point last season and absolutely dropped the ball. The Raiders are more young across the board. Only benefit is Carr is another year under Gruden. I think this whole team has another year under Gruden, and they're playing better than they did last year. Absolutely. This, this team, they did unfold last year, but I don't look for that mistake to repeat. I think they go in and they beat the Falcons here. I mean, as a Raiders fan, I get the – the skittish side of, you know, kind of like the Browns, you know, when are they going to be the Raiders that I know? But this ain't Oakland anymore, baby. This is the Vegas Raiders. This is a different team. This is Gruden. This is Mayock. This is Carr. This is Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller. Come out, smack you in the face. Every game they've lost has been tough for the most part. I mean, I, th- I think we yeah. should show more confidence in the Raiders at this point. This should be a 7-4 and four team knocking on the door of the playoffs, getting ready to throw their hat in the ring. I, I like them to go in and just beat the Falcons. They should yeah. have Chiefs, but miscommunication on defense at the end, you know, they, they've lost some close games and won some good games, too. You know, Carr's having a quietly great year. I mean, yeah. he's 6-4 and four in the year. He's completing just under 70%, which is basically his average over these last three years. He's basically been in 70, huh. 70% completion of quarterback. But 19 touchdowns, three picks. He's been fantastic. Yeah, we, we touched yeah. on this a little last week. I don't think he's in the MVP discussion. But he's certainly in the top ten quarterbacks right now. I mean, he's playing phenomenal, and you got to thank Josh Gruden for that. But they also have a really good running game. Josh Jacobs and forget the guy's name, but he's that running back that's Booker. I think his name is has been coming in and playing really solid. This yeah. offense has nothing to complain about. They just got to maybe spend some free agency money on defense. And you know, he's thrown three picks this year. There, when playing Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, that's it. So when he has to outdo a quarterback that's better than him, yeah, I mean it's been tough. But outside of that, he's been he's been they great. They beat Drew Brees, didn't they? They beat the Saints. They did beat the Saints. I mean, he didn't have to outdo him. He threw, he outdueled him, but he didn't have to outdue him. I mean, I'm, was, I'm just saying he, did, they yeah. beat they beat Drew Brees and the Saints. That Buccaneers game was extremely close to that slip up late in the fourth quarter, and and then the score reflected differently. They beat the Chiefs. And then had a chance to beat the Chiefs, and it wasn't in Carr's hand at the end. He had to sit there yeah. on the sideline and watch his defense give it away. So I, I have no problems with this offense in any aspect. They've even played well when their offensive line is kind of in and out of rotation with, with COVID. I, this offense should put up 30 against the Falcons. 
They should yeah. put up 30 to 35. And if you lose putting up that type of score line, sometimes you just got to tip your hat. But I, I don't think the Falcons team can do that without Gurley. Without, I, I, I don't think Julio Jones plays the whole game. He's been injured pretty much all year. He's been kind of a flop this year. So, yeah. I don't want to yeah. overlook. I think the Raiders are just a better team with a better coach, too. John Gruden is worth four or four to five points in this game, I think, over over the Falcons. I, I just like them here. Yeah, I think Gruden's starting to hit his stride, honestly, too. I mean, truly is. And, you know, Carr, go, going back to Carr here, his, his stats have been really underrated this year. He's had two games that are under, like, your NFL average of passing completions. He had a 56 completion, uh, 66, 56% game in a 62% game. But listen to these. 73, 73, 75, 72, 71, 74. He's been fantastic a lot of times. I yeah. like him to be big today. I like him to be enough to get the job done. But I, the reason I said they probably shouldn't be able to win this game is because the elite passing teams have gotten over on them. They were able to outduel the Chiefs week one, but outside of that, Tampa outdueled them big. Uh, Patrick Mahomes again last or two weeks ago or whatever it was, outdueled yeah. them again. Um, I could see Matt Ryan outdueling him today, but the Raiders are a better football team. They're better coach. They're they're better all the way around. So I'm taking the Raiders. Moving right along, four and six Niners at seven and three Rams. Niners are decimated. Rams need this W to to kind of continue to establish themselves with um, both the Cardinals and the Seahawks. And the Rams look damn good lately. Like Super Bowl 53, like you were talking. I mean, yep. I, I told you that on the on the on the Rankings episode that you you jumped the gun on that. I didn't quite agree with you, and now I'm with you. I, I mean, you were ahead of it. I mean, they, they look like a Super Bowl team again. I, I like the Rams to win this. I like the Rams to come out on top of this division. Um, I know before the season there were a lot of people convincing me that uh, the 49ers were going to be the team to miss the playoffs out of all the division winners. I don't know if we this team at full health, I think they would have proved us wrong because as injured as they've been, four and six is honestly a tip of the hat to Kyle Shanahan, I think. But no Kittle, no Garoppolo. The the Rams, even with those guys, I still think I like the Rams at home. Um, no Nick Bosa on defense. I, the Rams' defense is better than people give them credit for. They're playing a no-good quarterback, quite frankly. The, the 49ers don't have one, and I think the Rams just outright win this game. I think this could be the game that has the biggest margin of victory today, the Rams over the 49ers. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I don't have too much more to add on this game. I think the Rams win. This next one's interesting, though. The eight and two Saints are at the four and six Broncos. Both teams are without starting quarterbacks. Drew Brees is out this week again. Taysom Hill will start for him. He played last week, and the Broncos. The story. If you guys haven't heard, if you're tuning into this and you have not heard the story of the Broncos. The Broncos don't have any starting quarterbacks today because they were all exposed, potentially exposed to COVID, and they were all not wearing masks. So by protocol, they have to sit, so they don't have any quarterbacks. They're bringing up a practice squad wide receiver to run their offense. Who played at Vandy? He played at Vandy. He, the funny thing is, he, he, he last scored a passing touchdown yep, over Taysom Hill. The group. Yep. Yeah. So. Funny. Yeah. Kendall Hinton is his name. Kendall Hinton. Mm -hmm. So apparently in Yahoo Leagues, you can start him. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, Jared, they have a starting quarterback today. He's just not an actual quarterback. Or he was uh, at one point, but he's not anymore. I think the, the other thing, too, is on any given Sunday, the, uh, the Broncos, their emergency quarterback is Royce Freeman. Yeah. So with him being in the game today, I feel like we could see a lot of different Wildcat stuff. Jeff, again, yes, he can start at wide receiver in Yahoo Leagues. He can. But I just think that we can't taste. Okay, they're playing up in Denver. You know, it's a little different. The Saints, you know, maybe off the top of my head, you could tell me, but like, name one position or position group that the Broncos are better than the Saints. One, pass rush, run defense, linebackers, secondary, quarterback, line, wide receiver, running back. The Saints, the Saints, the Saints, the Saints, the Saints, the Saints. 
And Taysom Hill, whether he's running or throwing, he seems to be better than, I mean, or better than we thought. Maybe we gave him credit for. Yeah. And yeah. he's keeping Michael Thomas happy. He had 10 catches in the game. I, this should be a fun chaotic game to watch at the very least. You know, I, I think people are hoping for that because Taysom Hill, a wide receiver credit for the Broncos, this and that. The Saints are going to kill the Broncos. Yeah. Like, I think, I think what, Ant, I see what you're saying. I think that's what people want. From the neutral perspective, that's what we want to see. Just we turn in the highlight film, and it's a bunch of balls being batted around, running quarterbacks, broken plays. I think the Saints are just going to come in here and just efficiently dismantle the Broncos. It's I think it's going to be atrocious. I think the Saints win by maybe even three to four touchdowns. I I could see this being a thirty-five to ten or thirty thirty-eight to thirteen game. Like I do, the Broncos get points today i i just think it's they'll they'll muster up a trick play or two and they'll get something they'll get something and and that's the thing we're hoping they muster up trick plays and have these crazy stuff just to get something yeah there's no way the broncos we beat the saints and if they do i'm a fool yeah i don't know if if the broncos beat the saints anthony the game is at four o'clock on fox there's only two games on fox um, the Rams and Niners and then the Saints Broncos at four o'clock. So if you don't have NFL Sunday ticket, there's a good chance they're going to show the Saints Broncos for us. Um, CBS will have a single game and we'll get to that game here in a second, but that you should be able to watch this game without the ticket. If I, if I had to guess just for Correct, Tony, the fact that the, the Saints are eight and two gives them the nod in my opinion. Plus we're not West coast. So yeah, but Anything else to add on this? I, I like the Saints to win as well. No, I, I just I know people want the the crazy fun game with all the storylines, but yeah, from coach to water boy, the Saints have a better at every position. So I just yeah. don't see the Broncos winning this game. Uh, moving right along here, this is a this is a big one. It's the only game on CBS today. It will be live coverage for everybody in the world <laughs> that wants to watch it. It has a chance, in my opinion, and I think it will break the week one ratings record between the, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Um, I'm sorry, between the Saints and the Buccaneers. It's going to be the Chiefs at the Buccaneers today. The 9-1 and one Chiefs are at the 7-4 and four Buccaneers. I think this is a move right along. <laughs> Jared telling me to skip over the game. Yep, we're not going to break it down, guys. Uh, moving on, Bears-Packers. <laughs> So this is uh, there's a lot to say on this. We could have a whole pot on this game breaking it down because the Buccaneers have been so weird this year. Um, but this is not a prime time game, so I mean it's prime time for people to watch, but it's not eight o'clock. Okay, it's not Brady's bedtime. Um, I said on the Tuesday show, Brad, what did I say about the Chiefs? Said so they're not going to lose another game all year. They're going to beat the Bucks. <laughs> I agree. If you're if you're just if you're handing that off to me, I think they went too. Um, I think Brady has big numbers against these corners. I don't think they're they're great on the on the outside. I think this game is going to be a lot of back and forth scoring. I think this is going to be both teams over thirty type of thing. As much as we talk about Tampa's defense and the Chiefs' defense playing well, maybe one of them show up. But you'd have to think that with Mahomes versus Brady and the weak kind of cornerbacks on both teams that there's points to be had here. Mahomes does whatever he wants today. He does that against everybody. Yeah. And that's, that's <laughs> the thing. I, the, 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 the Buccaneers with Chris or the chiefs with Chris Jones and Frank Clark have somewhat of a pass rush and their blitzing schemes. And Brady hasn't been the same under pressure. So is there a book out on this Buccaneers team, put pressure on Brady and their lack of routine communication and chemistry ends up turning the ball over because that's what's been their undoing. And what's been the Chiefs' undoing? Somehow the Raiders beat them. They don't have an undoing. They just, they've lost yeah. one game. It was by one possession in the past calendar year. So defending Super Bowl champs, as much as I'd love for the Chiefs to lose and give us some breathing room on the bye, us being the Steelers, I just don't think it's going to happen. I I think the Chiefs go down into Tampa and win, but I do think Brady has a bounce back game, but I don't think they do enough to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, um, 
I think it's Tony. Tony, I want to I want to talk about your question here. You said, "Why on earth was this game not flexed to primetime game?" So, first off, I'm a ratings nerd. For some of you guys that don't know me, and we have a group chat. Me, Brad, uh, Jeff, and and Andrew Bradish. And last year, I said the Patriots have the most primetime games, and I listed them at like eight primetime games. And Brad's like, "You can't have eight time prime primetime games. You can only have five. And I said, "No, they have eight. And he goes, how do you have eight? And I said, well, because they play three games at four o'clock. And he goes, that's not prime time. And my definition of prime time and Brad's were, were different because his version was eight o'clock. And he's right. Four o'clock is actually the most viewed football time in America. So of the top 25 games last year, and I, and I broke this down for them and I, I pulled it up. And feel free to Google it. The top 25 games, number one was the Super Bowl. Then of the next, you know, whatever, 24 games, more than half of them are actually in the 4 o'clock to 4.25 time period. Jeff, yours was wrong, period. Yeah, so Shut up. By, <laughs> so by the book, primetime is your 8 o'clock only game on. Yes. However, Jeff's 4.25 case is, it's it oftentimes is there's only one game shown at the 4 o'clock window. Yeah. Although it's not primetime, it's the only game for people who don't have a Sunday ticket to watch. So it's oftentimes the most viewed. So although this game is not prime time, are you telling me when the Saints are blowing out the Broncos by the middle of the second quarter, or even if they're playing from a neutral perspective, you're not going to turn on Chiefs Bucks and just see what's going on in the other two games? Everyone's going to turn the game on at least for a minute. No one's going to miss this game. No. This this will be on everybody's TV at some point this afternoon just to check. Just Hey, who's winning this game? Do I need to keep watching? Everybody's watching this game. It's just 25 million people viewed Tom Brady's first game with the Bucs against the Saints week one. I think this one does 26 to 27 million people. I mean, no teams have any COVID issues as of right now. Both teams are firing on all cylinders when, when, they, when they want to, obviously. Uh, all the critiquing of Brady has me super pumped for this game because I think Brady's going to show a lot of people what's up. But I don't think it'll be enough because the Chiefs are that good. I mean, they've been my number one team in the power rankings for a couple weeks. You know, my argument to Brad is that they're better than the Steelers in the sense that they've lost one game in the last 365 days. It's even longer at this point. It's like almost 400 days. I mean, they literally never lose, and they score on everyone, and they'll score on the Bucks today. So moving right along. Okay, and I'll put a poll up for that one as well, guys. We'll we'll have a couple. Of, there's some good games on today. Some really good games. Uh, the five and five Bears are at the seven and three Packers. I normally would like the Bears here in an upset because of how physical they are, but they just suck, and that's it. They suck. I'm taking the Packers here, and they rebound, and they. I think they do it big. I think they just destroy the Bears on Sunday Night Football. There's only been two quarterbacks. Who started three and zero this season? Big Ben and Mitchell Trubisky. And Mitch Trubisky, and guess who's back? Mitch Trubisky. So the Bears now lose by ten instead of twenty one. I think the Packers win. I don't think that the Bears are good enough to hang with the Packers. Um, at Lambeau, Packers coming off a loss against the Colts. Um, we both anticipate the Vikings dropping today to the Panthers, and we both think that the um. Um, yeah, the Vikings, excuse me, losing to the Panthers. So if the P Packers win today, I don't think mathematically 100%, but they pretty much clinched the division. Um, I think the thing is, is with Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles, neither quarterback can throw the deep wall well. At least Mitch Trubisky has some sort of a running threat to kind of give a little bit extra to their offense. But um, I don't think they have a, a ton of luck stopping stopping the Packers here. However, you alluded to their physicality. Maybe they give Green Bay's offense some problems. But I still think even if it's a low-scoring game, you'd have to take Aaron Rodgers. And he sees the Bears every year, and he always seems to play well against them, no matter how good their defense is. So I'm going to give that one to the to the Packers here. Sunday night at home at Lambeau, they take the win. Yeah, I think I like them big, like really big. I don't think this is close. Uh, moving right along. Got some fun one here. Sunday night. Oh, I'm sorry. Monday night football. Monday night Monday. football. Okay. Uh, seven and three Seahawks are at the three, six and one Eagles. There are talks 
that Jalen Hurts is going to be getting some first-team reps. I don't think he's starting, but they're saying that he's going to play. He's going to play more than he has been. Uh, with all that said, Seahawks, baby. It's got to be the Seahawks. Um, Jared, I am going to double off that. I shared to the Facebook page this morning. Jalen Hurts has been taking some first-team reps. What can he do to that offense? Can he make them better? Can he give them a new dynamic? Heck, I think Eagles fans would take it if he just doesn't turn the ball over. Maybe they'll have a better chance at winning. This is why I stayed away from the Seahawks for my survival pick this week. There's too much uncertainty behind a desperate Eagles team who are now for the first time, I believe, this year, not in the lead of the division going into a game. So um, I think the Eagles could throw the kitchen sink here. Um, it is a home game for Philly. Seahawks coming over to the East Coast, which most of the time that doesn't matter. Russell's a monster. Um, I still take the Seahawks based off their consistency. They're seven and three, but um, God, did the Eagles scare me here? They could they could get a win. They, they could, but I, I, you have to take Russ, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett in, in that passing attack to be able to just straight up outscore the Eagles. And now with Dunlap, Wagner, and Jamal Adams for two weeks straight. They, they've shown a little bit of improvement, and all they have to do is get to okay. They don't have to be good or great. They just have to get to okay for the Seahawks yeah. team to be a real, real threat. I agree. Completely agree. I I think the Seahawks, they do, they do whatever they want. I think the Eagles have a chance to score some points, but the Seahawks will do whatever they want, and they'll, they'll win this game. I could see them dropping 40, and the Eagles probably might get 25 to 30. I mean, it, it might be that way, but I don't think it's a point where the Seahawks ever trail. I think they comfortably win this. All right. It's been a few weeks, but we got Tuesday night football again. It's going to be on NBC. It's going to have the Sunday night football feels. And I know this, you got a lot to say about this. I'm sure I'm going to, I'm going to let you go right into it. I, it's, this is a tough one, but the six and four Ravens are at the undefeated 10 and 0. Pittsburgh Steelers uh, division's not on the line in this game, but it's, it's an, the, the Ravens need this one. Same, the Steelers obviously don't need it as bad, but uh, they, they're at home and they want to, they want to beat a good team. So um, as of right now, I believe Lamar Jackson's out. He's not even going to play if it's Tuesday. And I know you have a prediction. So before I even say anything else, go ahead. Um, I think the Steelers are a better team than the Ravens with even the injuries that the Ravens had, even with Lamar Jackson. If there's any team that's made Lamar Jackson play really poor every time, it's the Steelers. He has massive turnover counts, and uh, the Steelers have been able to play Lamar Jackson really well. Um, I'm not too mad at the postponing of the game. I, I'd get more mad that, like, just the inconsistency from the NFL seems a little weird. Yeah, um, the Broncos with all their quarterbacks. They don't get their game pushed back. Um, the Raiders are the only other team to really have their game moved because of COVID, and it was to a sooner time window instead of a later time window. But if you're asking me what I really think um, about the whole thing, it's the owners didn't sign this week 18 postponement thing if they weren't afraid to use it. And the Steelers-Ravens are going to be the first game that's moved back to week 18. They want a Steelers versus Ravens matchup the last weekend of, of the year, and I believe they'll move it because if the Ravens play this game, they were scheduled to play Thursday night. Now they already have to move games next week to accommodate for the Ravens. I think they just want the Ravens, and now the Steelers have had a positive COVID test from James Conner. I just think they're postponing it, but I think at the end of the day, there's, there might be too many negative tests. The NFL's already closed down practice facilities league-wide Monday and Tuesday, I don't see how they're going to have the Steelers and Ravens play Tuesday night. I think this will be the first game of the year that's moved to this new week 18, but the Ravens will then have to play Thursday. And the Steelers, if they have to play, it shortens their week against a team that's playing really well right now in Washington. They're playing really well as of late, and they got to play Thursday and have a long week to prepare for the Steelers. I just don't see this game being played. However, if it does get played, all the talk about the Steelers getting screwed, Ravens getting more rest time, this and that. Steelers are just going to be 11-0. and 0. I, I don't think the Ravens can beat them. They're without their left tackle. They're without their best blocking tight end. Steelers are completely healthy. Um, ben Roethlisberger didn't get a chance to see this new Ravens defense last year. 
he got a chance to see him. He struggled for a half and then tore him apart, really, in the second half. It was all the Steelers in the second half of that game. Now at home, I, I don't see anything being different. Both teams get up for this game. There's no there's no more more or less. Like, you can say, oh, the Steelers have more motivation because of the way the NFL – there's it's impossible to get more motivation to play a game like this it's already at it's at its peak so the Ravens are six and four they're not exactly who we thought they were they've shown that they're beatable and I think the Steelers are just a better team yeah I mean you're not gonna you're not gonna tell the Ravens they have to get up for the second best rivalry in the league you know Uh, (laughs) I had to plug it I know you did (laughs) yeah I, I I think I'm with you I don't think this game gets played and if it does Steelers big. I the Ravens will they'll keep it close for a quarter or two because they it's a rivalry game and in in a lot of people's opinions it's number one. But you're starting Robert Griffin the third and Gus Edwards and Chris Cyber with the Madden curse. Baby. Oh boy, Madden curse with the COVID. <laughs> Didn't even think of that. Oh, pod canceled. <laughs> yeah, good one. Yeah, I I don't have too much more to say on this. I don't know if this game gets played, and if they do, I think the Steelers win. The Ravens are just going to be completely outmatched. Browns still play the – this is coming from Anthony here. Browns still play the Ravens and Steelers one more time. Can you talk about the possible playoff shakeups with this game? Oh, with this game – I can't see the rest of yours. I, I opened up. It said, how would uh shake up with this game Tuesday and how it would affect the Brownies? if at all, assuming the Steelers don't just run through every game. Uh, here's the thing, Anthony, um, in terms of, I know you're just looking for, can the Browns make the playoffs? That's what this question's about. Um, the Ravens are a different team than they were the first time you played them. And I think the Browns are a better team. I think the Browns have a chance to truly just outright beat the Ravens the second time they play them. If the Browns finish 10-6, and six, say they split their last six games, Nate, that's not too crazy to think. I think 10-6 and six gets them in. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they have a chance to have an outright better record than the Ravens. Um, the Colts uh, still have to play the Steelers. The The Bills still have to play the Steelers, and the Steelers still have to play them. Um, I think something that could potentially bite the Ravens in the butt if it comes down to a close playoff is if the Ravens do beat them again, the Ravens will have the tiebreaker over the Browns in division. And then you guys lost to the Raiders. If you tie with the Raiders, they have the head-to-head. Yeah, um, push through too. So you look around, even the Dolphins are trying to make a push for this playoff thing. And we alluded to on the rankings that, you know, there's nine teams that have six or more wins in the AFC. But to kind of help answer your question, if I didn't right now, Jeff and I, in terms of our weekly rankings, we're kind of extending these episodes a little longer here late to kind of run through some playoff things and what teams have some big conference matchups as we finish the year to see what our playoff picture is going to look like and things of that nature. But I truly believe right now with A, the way the Browns are playing, B, their record, and C, who they have left on their schedule, the Browns truly would have to shit the bed, pardon my language, to not make the playoffs. Yeah, they have no. Done everything right. they're supposed to do to make the playoffs this far, and once they're in, who knows? If I'm not mistaken, uh, you guys still play the both New York teams. Those are incredibly winnable games. Um, you guys play uh, this week. Who, who you guys got this week? Uh, the Jaguars. So I mean, um, we could look up the Brown schedule real quick. If uh, anything you have to say, Jeff? No, I think we I think we pretty much both agree on this. I. We, we were saying it a little bit earlier. I mean, the Browns, they have three games that are 100% in their favor. And then they have three games that are going to be, they're going to be dogfights. And I picked them to lose in those three games. Um, now, mind you, the Ravens as of right now is a toss up game. So that's the one game, I guess, you know, I, I'll give you a chance in, but I don't think you would beat the C- the Steelers and I don't think you would beat the Titans. And that's just my opinion. I mean, does that say that you can't beat them? No, I just don't think I wouldn't pick them to win those games. And for the Browns, you guys have six games left. Four of them are away. You're That's t- another thing. I alluded to that Tuesday. They've yep. played a lot of their home games. They're, they've, and they're five and one. They're one of the best home teams in the league. And now they're on the road. But uh, that's just it. Your two yeah. home teams are the Steelers and Ravens. Yeah. Your two arguably most difficult opponents. You have the Titans next week. But 
when you start talking about Jacksonville and both New York teams, you guys have to take care of those games. And between the Titans, Ravens, and uh, Steelers, you got to steal one. So you guys could go 10 and 6, and maybe there's some tiebreakers to be dealt with. But if you can win four of your last six, I know it might be a lot, and go 11 and 5, you guys make the playoffs. Raiders still play the Dolphins and Colts, but that means the Dolphins and Colts still have to play them as well. The Colts play the Titans this week. Uh, the Steelers still play the Colts. So I do. if you're asking me right now, Browns make the playoffs, and you guys have higher chance to make it than miss it. But we'll get more into that on our Tuesday pods. If you guys listen to those rankings, they're going to be rankings slash playoff predictions going forward, and we're going to dive more into that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, uh, like I said the other day, I'm thankful for all you guys. I appreciate the listening. Uh, I know Brad does too. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is another Sunday morning of, of great football, and, and we're blessed to have it. And, and truly with all the COVID stuff that's being talked about, and now they're talking about potential bubbles for divisions. I mean, just be happy we still have football. Be happy you're able to set a fantasy lineup every day. And be happy that the playoffs are literally at the end of this next coming month. Thanks, Albert. I mean, yeah. Thanks again, Jeff. Uh, all you guys that tuned in today, I, I appreciate it. And uh, there's one one thing left. Go Patriots, baby. Yeah, uh, thank you guys for, for tuning in. And thank you to all you guys being active on the feed, too, because there's stuff we miss. And you guys give us topics to talk about. And, and, you know, that last whole segment was all on you asking a question. So we appreciate the feedback and uh, hope you guys like the stuff. Go Bucks, baby. I see it. Everyone will be watching their games. No Steelers for me today, boys. I'll have Sunday ticket up all day. I'll be able to catch most of everything. Won't be able to miss too much. So I'm excited to just chill, kick back, and watch some football. And I will uh, feel free to hit me up if you guys think I was wrong on anything. But I think the biggest margin of victory today, a little fun thing, I think the Saints. I think the Saints absolutely dismantle the Broncos, and it's not even the Broncos' fault. Yeah, I like the Browns to win big today over the Jags. So. All right, guys. Take care. See you guys next week. Yep, go Steve.